The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer and a psychologist try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing tonight, Steve? Well, I'm doing fine. I was ready to jump in with a hi, everybody, but I, I forgot that you reconjigured this opening so that we can't possibly screw it up. You had a small amount of freedom, and I took it away. I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm curious to know, we had a real successful uh, show episode a couple ago when you asked the question, so let's try that again. Do you have, what? what's on your mind tonight, Breakwell? Actually, there is something I've been wondering. So you see people in your marriage counseling um, sessions who have kind of come to the end of the road and are, are facing a critical decision, and maybe there's some cracks and things that they should have noticed way back at the first steps of the, of the relationship. So what I want to know is, if you're just starting out, trying to find somebody who you think is going to be a, a long-term partner, what are three red flags you should look at look or look for on a first date that tell you that you should bail now rather than after 20 years of marriage? On a first date, it's hard. There's a couple of things going on that are going to preclude this from being possible on the first date. One is the person's nerves, that they're going to be way more self-focused than at other times. Two is usually the way the other person looks, because a lot of times for both sexes, uh, we're sort of enamored by um, just physical appearance at first. And then we kind of move into the phase of getting to know the person. So it, you're going to have a distorted view on the front end anyway. But I'll just expand your question to the first few times you get together. There, there are definitely, I can think of two off the top of my head to be looking out for. And uh, one's not the kiss of death, but it's certainly going to mean there are some building blocks that will have to be put into place. But first and foremost, always pay attention to how somebody handles being wrong. And uh, I know our other <laughs> podcast is called Wrong and Wronger, but if you try to, if you correct someone, even in a gentle way, pay attention to how they handle that. If they make a mistake, pay attention to how they handle that, because people who are... Um, more narcissistically driven, people that have had some kind of trauma in their history or some some kind of arrested development emotionally, they're going to handle mistakes and being wrong like a kid. They're going to get defensive. They're going to blame you. They're going to deny. They're going to run and hide. They're going to get angry. Like uh, Those are huge red flags for me that uh, people will just kind of muscle through and they'll think, oh, that's kind of cute. It's not going to come out with a lot of vitriol at first. Like people are going to sort of mute that uh, tendency of theirs. But watch for those, um, those, the ways that they handle those kind of conflicts. If they accept responsibility, if they see your point of view, even saying something like, oh, I, I see your point of view, uh, something simple like that can diffuse an entire situation and you two can work it out. If the other person just doubles down, just digs in and says, no, no, I'm not wrong. You're, or whatever the problem, I didn't make that mistake, or this is stupid, or you suck. Whatever is coming out of their mouth, that, that, those are people that cannot resolve problems. Are you describing? Like are you describing red flags for a, a relationship? Or are you are you describing red flags for a podcast co-host? I just I need to be clear here. <laughs> James, you were enamored by my looks at first, and so by then you were in too deep. Second red flag. Um, ah, shoot. 
I should have written it down. You threw me off with that. <laughs> Dang it. Um, Do I need to stall oh, for airtime while you think of it? That's the danger of putting you on the spot like this. I've seen your, your chicken scratch you used to prepare, and I can't imagine that helps you in any way because it's completely illegible, even to you. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, uh, I can probably guess, guess a red flag. Can I take a stab at this year? I, I don't have a, uh, a clinical practice behind me. I, I think I could probably guess something. What, what do you got? I'm going to say if you are, let's go back to, you mentioned something earlier. You said you're, you're too worried about looking at the person in physical attraction. If you, if you go in there and there's no physical spark at the basic level, I think, I think there's got to be some physical attraction to start off with. And if you go in there and there's, and you don't feel anything and you think, well, this is a good person on paper. Maybe we can build things. I think maybe that's not the right reaction because if it's not there right away, I don't know that it's necessarily going to be there later. Uh, what do you think? Am I right or wrong? No, you're absolutely right. That uh, this is the person, if you end up long-term with this person, this may be the last person you ever sleep with. And you've got to think about those kind of things. That uh, you got to make out with this person. You've got to be proud to have them on your arm. Like, uh, obviously, they're not going to look like a Victoria's Secret model, even though you and I certainly do. But yeah, especially that, uh, me, yes. <laughs> they, well, you're, you're tall. you got legs that go almost <laughs> all the way up. And uh, those pouty lips that are buried under that frazzled beard of yours. But it's got to be somebody that you are a little bit into because that sexual spark is what separates this relationship from any other. Like, uh, you can support your friends, you can uh, share things with a neighbor across the way, you have your parents that you're close to, you're close to your kids, but that, uh, that sexual component makes the relationship you have with your partner absolutely unique. And if that's not there, it's going to be platonic, and you might as well just be roommates. That's, uh, yeah, and I guess that's something you definitely want to know right up front rather than 20 years later. You don't, you don't want to be the safe choice. You definitely want to be, uh, you know, somebody who is desired and wanted um, as opposed to if you're looking for a podcast co-host, in which case it's, it's better to go with somebody you don't want at all. It creates that tension that keeps the conversation going. I find I look a lot better when I'm parked next to you. So that's <laughs> that kind of how I about? base this. I think we, I think we both have uh, faces for podcasts and not the video kind. <laughs> it's, there's, a, there's a reason audio does better for us. Well, did you think of the reason you forgot about? No, and it's going to irritate me. But I do have reason number two that I said can be worked around. But pay attention to what that person's – oh, okay. I got it. You got it. Okay. Wow. I, it's funny. I just locked in. Okay. I'll come back to the pay attention to a person's in a second. I didn't give you <laughs> enough to feed me, so I'm going to remember if I forget. But uh, pay attention to how – or this is not it, but I'll come back to the other one. But how the person talks about their exes. And uh, it's, it's, again, it's about relationships and how well you can accept responsibility and how mature you are on an emotional level. If uh, they have a lot of hatred, a lot of unresolved anger for their exes, if they uh, really start – uh, I'm not sure what the right, trashing them to you, uh, that's a red flag. And I would stay away from a person like that because they will blame the relationship's dissolution on the other person and sort of put 100% of the bag on the other person, which says they're not very insightful. And so, again, they can't handle conflict. Is the person passive-aggressive? Like, would they rather talk smack about someone else behind their back, or would they rather just say to the person what needs to be said? Those are little red flags along the way because these are all of the little strategies that they're going to use in your relationship too and they're very damaging and then the last one i'll just kind of circle back and this is i guess the cornerstone of a lot of this kind of behavior is listen closely to what their family was all about growing up if there's a lot of chaos a lot of trauma if there's addiction if there's abuse if there's abandonment like 
those aren't the kiss of death in a person. People can grow into some insight. They may have a relative or a friend who held an umbrella over their head in the storm of their life and taught them empathy. But if you don't have those basic empathetic skills installed early, it's hard to get them later on. It takes therapy. It takes motivation. Even without therapy, people have to make a concerted effort to expand that part of their lives so they have relationships that are real and congruent and honest. I see clients that don't have any honest relationships in their life because they're always hiding behind a mask, trying to figure out what the other person wants. How do I manipulate that other person to get what I need or what I want? Or what do I think they're looking for so I can feel acceptance or some kind of bond with this person? But those aren't the kinds of bonds or tethers that are going to last the long term because they're not based on anything real. It's hard for people to keep track of the lies they tell if that's something they do as a matter of course. So anyway, I think I gave you four or five there, but I ran my <laughs> string to the end. <laughs> well, it sounds, like, it sounds like the basic ones then that we're looking out for here are um, you just want to make sure that they know how to admit they're wrong, like Steve when I beat him weekly on our other podcast. You want to make sure, happened, but all right. yeah, n- not one time. Uh, you want to make sure that they can handle uh, that they, uh, if they have any unresolved family trauma, to be aware of that. You want to be aware of how they talk about exes. So we've got a, a nice clean platter of three things, and now I'm sure everybody else is going to go out there and have healthy relationships and find their soulmates and and do all that fun stuff. By the way, what do you think when people say soulmates? I imagine you're probably not a huge fan of that term. I am a zero fan of that term. It makes me nuts, and I mock that term when I hear it. Well, that's because your soulmate is the. I think you've actually said this in one of these million episodes we've had, which is your soulmate just happens to be someone who lives across town. Like, yeah. <laughs> can you have a soulmate in Seattle? Can you have one in Europe? Can you? Yeah, there's probably someone that matches you pretty well out in Southern California, but they're not your soulmate because they don't happen to live 20 minutes from your house and you can't meet up with them for drinks at Applebee's. Like, soulmate has a geographic component that just makes it absurd to me. Well, also, some people don't have uh, souls, like, for example, Steve, so <laughs> obviously that can't be true. <laughs> Well, As evidenced by my last answer. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Well, if you have a relationship issue you'd like to ask us about, send in that question to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. Uh, it doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be, uh, you know, just boyfriend, girlfriend, parent, child, parent, pet, platonic coworkers, whatever it is. We'll take a stab at it and try to solve it in 10 minutes or less. This has been 10 minutes to save your marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.